Thank you for joining us on The Unbroken Truth with your host, Stephanie Marie. Hey guys, this is officially episode one of The Unbroken Truth, and I am sitting comfortably in my house. Uh, You may hear a little bit of audio issues uh, because of that. I'm so sorry. Hopefully you'll be able to hear everything clear. Uh, I actually, I wanted to do this at home for a reason. I wanted to be as comfortable as possible because with today's episode, I just wanted to use it really to let you guys kind of get to know me. But well, you know, maybe you just found me through Walk Unbroken, through the uh, Instagram page, the Facebook page, any of those kind of things. Maybe you're just shifting through, you saw something that you liked and you know, now you're here. So if that's you, thank you very much uh, for joining us today. And if you are a longtime follower of mine, because um, I am very blessed to have quite a few of you who have actually stuck with me through all of my trials and have been there since the very beginning. And I just want to give a special thank you to all of you. And I will be including a list of 10 things that you probably don't know about me uh, at the end of this episode. So be sure to stay tuned for that. I don't like to admit my I don't like to admit my age much, but I am a 36-year-old mother to two really awesome teenagers. Uh, you can go ahead and say a prayer for me now because yes, I definitely need them. Some of you may have, uh, kind of kept up with some of my blog posts and things like that. And you're well aware that every now and then I go a little bit crazy. Uh, but I think that's perfectly normal for any mother of a 13 year old and a 15 year old. So uh, getting close to 14 and 16. So that's, that's just really fun times there. Yeah. Um, you may have actually seen my youngest, uh, on some social media platforms, things like that. Uh, Astrid has been incredible as far as kind of helping me get everything set up video wise, things like that. Um, it's, it's been really cool. Uh, my oldest son has actually given me a lot of insight on the technology side of all of this as well. So he's probably sitting there looking at this video going like, oh my God, you could have done so many things differently and so much better. And why did you do this? And you could have put this on here. I'm sorry, dude, I'm getting there. Okay. Like, look, video one, podcast one, we're doing this thing. All right. (laughs) Um, I've actually, uh, I've been with my partner now for just about five years. We'll be celebrating our anniversary, uh, for New Year's. If, uh, you haven't figured that out, that also means that I am divorced and I am no longer with my ex-husband. Uh, we are still based here in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Um, so if you, have an in, if you have any issues with the southern draw, comes out and I don't know, whatever, man. Go Tigers. <laughs> all right. So now that we're done with all of the like, kind of what we consider the basics, let's get to what my longtime followers would call the good stuff. Uh, about, a, gosh, it's probably been about a decade now, I got the opportunity to work with Discovery Channel. And, um, I was on a show called Sons of Guns. I don't know if you've all seen it or not. Um, it was 
a television show based around what my family had been doing for basically the decade prior to when the show started. Um, you know, to make it a long story short, we sold machine guns. You know, um, I worked the ATF paperwork side of things a whole lot. I helped with some of the design work. Uh, there was a producer that showed up and thought that was really cool. He had seen some videos that we did um, on YouTube trying to get the word out about our company because at the time we were like super struggling, barely paying bills, all this kind of stuff. You guys are going to hear plenty about that coming up in episodes later, I'm sure. Uh, but just to kind of get along with things... Um, of course, the biggest things that we did were the machine guns, and we got to make machine guns for some really influential, what we call the social elite type people. Um, so during the course of the show, we gained a pretty large following. Uh, we were actually number one on, Disco on Discovery for quite a while. Uh, we actually made it, made it to number one on cable television, just in general, which I thought was really cool for a little while. But hey, when you think about it, who doesn't like to watch people like mess with metal and blow things up? Like it was kind of a win-win situation. There's, there's really no losing with that. But giving it its credit, there was a particular part of the show that we got to do that was, I mean, it was kind of life-changing to really be a part of. Um, we got to work with the Make-A-Wish Foundation and work with some of those kids. Um, and we also got to work with Wounded Warrior and got to do some really amazing work for veterans that have been injured and just wanted to go on living a normal life. And that to me, that actually touched me. That was something real that I felt like we were doing for people. Um, making guns never really felt like it was something that I was really like contributing to the betterment of people you know like it was it was fun i'm totally a supporter of our second amendment rights all of that um i mean guys it it just didn't compare though to being able to actually do something for someone and um i really think that i really think that that was something that drove me to where i am now um the show did end, of course, like I said, because things were not as they seemed. Um, my father was very abusive, controlling, manipulative, and was committing crimes that I don't even still to this day like actually verbalizing. He is in prison on four life sentences because of it, and I still don't think that it's enough. Um, but that's a whole nother thing, and I'm sure way down the line we will end up talking about that too. Uh, I really want this episode just to concentrate on kind of giving a little bit of background information, so I'm trying really hard <laughs> not to get into all of the background on all of these kind of little side stories, but I promise you guys they are in here, and feel free ask me any questions that you have or anything like that. Um, uh, my messages are open, comments are open, all that kind of stuff, you know, actually here soon, we will be working on getting a call in line as well so that you guys can be a little bit more interactive during this. Cause I think that'll make things a lot better as well. Now, 
being that I did talk so much about Sons of Guns and things like that, um, I do want to make it very clear that that is not going to be the focus of my podcast or any videos going forward. Um, basically, I wanted to say those things and, and introduce those things because I know that anyone who isn't aware of all of that, that's the first thing that you're going to find when you go looking up anything about me or anything about the show or any of that. Um, there's a lot of bad information out there. There's a lot of things that are not full stories. Just ask me. <laughs> Quite frankly, if you guys want the truth, like if you just really want to know what happened with something and it's like, hey, look, not trying to be a jerk, but what's the story on this? I will tell you. I am such an open book that it kind of makes my family sick. But you know what? Especially in the South, we have been keeping our mouth shut about all of the little things that aren't so pleasant uh, for way too long. And I think that's why we don't work through them. And I think that that is the whole point of what we're doing here to show that you can talk about all of those things. And you know what? If it upsets people or it makes people feel like, you know, they're the bad guy, then maybe you should have behaved better. It's one of my favorite sayings, you know? Um, uh, it, it, and of course everybody makes mistakes and people do grow and things like that. And people do change, but there are some things that I think are just inherently in people that they have to work very hard to change. It's not going to be like an overnight thing, if you know what I mean. Um, and that's what, that's what we're talking about here. We're talking about, we're talking a lot about change. We're talking about people who have been through major struggles and who have made it through the other side, because I want people who are like me to see that there are so many of us out there. I get told all the time, like, oh my God, everything that you've been through is so amazing that you're, you're, you're able to just keep going and you're doing these things and you, you haven't hidden away in a closet and you haven't like, oh my God, I would have committed suicide and things like that. And guys, if you think I didn't think about it, uh, sadly mistaken. Uh, battled that demon quite a few times and I did spend a lot of time just hiding and not really using my voice, using it moderately. Um, we're not doing that anymore. Uh, so as for me personally, um, I have been working a few social media pages, things like that since Sons of Guns. Um, like I said, the main focus is to be a, a voice for victims of abuse, PTSD, um, people who have other mental illnesses and struggles. Um, I decided to start Walk Unbroken about six years ago. It was right around the big media outburst from all of my father's crimes and things like that. Um, it really showed me a lot going through that and having all of that put into the public eye and seeing how people reacted to it because how people reacted to me and my family and all of that situation, it was very common. 
um, people tell me all the time, like, they can't believe everything that I've done. But to me, it's, it's like, guys, I'm not nearly the only one who's been through this. You know, uh, my case is a little bit different because I did it in front of everyone, I guess, but it's really not. It happened because we all have a story. Every single one of us has a story. Uh, even if you grew up fairly well and were loved and things like that, you likely still suffered something in other ways and had to make it through that. And that story can help someone else who's going through that. You know, there's billions of us out there. There are so many stories and so many things that people have overcome. And I wanted to be a part of the change of mind shift in people who are looking around at their lives and saying, I never asked for any of this. This isn't the life that I want. I am in an abusive situation. I'm in a toxic situation. I am in a job I fucking hate. Oh, by the way, I do drop F-bombs, by the way. So deal with that. Uh, basically, all that means to you guys is that you know, I, I do get it. I've been there through a lot of the things that people face. And I understand that people, you know, when they look at all that, they're like, wow, that's, that's so much, you know, but it's, it's not. If you get into the complexity of a lot of people's lives, it's not. This is fairly common. And I think the world would be a better place if people really understood how common all of these trials are for people that, you know, we're all struggling. And especially in 2020, guys, it, this has been the year, okay? This brought out everybody's struggles, everybody's trials. Um, so please understand we're all in this together, you know? Um, we all have different sized boats. But we're all in this together. Um, I did want to give you kind of a preview, guys, with this uh, to let you see a little bit of the things that we're going to be discussing on the show. Um, I do want you to realize that um, the show is coming from strictly... This is my perspective on things. When we discuss the episodes coming forward, I am not a, I'm not a professional in any way. I am not a you know, a psychiatrist. I am not, I'm just a chick from Louisiana. Okay. But I have been through a lot of things. I've dealt with a lot of doctors and psychiatrists and a lot of people, a whole lot of people who have come to me with their personal trials, who I have tried to help through, who have told me that I've been able to help them through things. So, um, you know, if, the, if my opinion or my advice or anything like that is completely contradictory towards you, that's cool. It's just my opinion, man. Like, that mean nothing for nothing. Um, I do also want to let you guys know that this show will be rated ML. Uh, mature audiences for language as well, because I say fuck a lot just kind of the way it is when you're talking about some of these things. I mean, there's just not another word that really just does it that way. <laughs> I will also have uh, trigger warnings, of course, at the beginning of every show. I want to make sure that I am trying to be uh, sensitive 
to the people who are currently going through these things because a lot of the people that I talk to have been through these things and have gotten to the healing process. If you are just experiencing these things, some of these stories, while inspirational, some of the things that we talk about can be very triggering for people um, because we will be getting kind of in depth on some of these stories because I think it's important to hear the full story so that you can understand exactly where these people were. Um, I do also want to say guys, please don't let that make you feel like this is going to be a depressing or sad show. The whole point of the show is to inspire people and to do that in a way that will relate to people who are more like me. You know, I'm, man, dark humor is, is my coping mechanism. Okay. Let me tell you. All right. So I, I can't sit there and just listen to someone tell me just the psychology behind things and all of that. Like, I need somebody who I can relate to, who I can feel like, you know, and this person's kind of like me, you know, they get it. They're not, you know, this untouchable, unreachable type of person, you know? Um, I think that's very important is to be someone who is real and who is there and who can just be someone that you can look at as someone like you because when I was there I really needed someone like me so are we done with all that because I feel like I've just sat here and babbled on about a bunch of useless stuff about myself but I was told that that was a good idea to do <laughs> to give you guys uh, some background and I think that was a good base overview of background on me kind of as a person, but I'm sure there's a lot of unanswered questions, especially if you haven't been following me for long or don't know um, all the details, I guess, about my story. Um, I'm just going to have to edit out a lot of ums. I do just want to give a little hope. Um, a few laughs in a world that is far too dark and if nothing else just let you know that you're not alone by any means and there are a lot of people here who are willing to help if you're in a situation that you feel you can't escape from and that we understand that that can be dangerous and we understand that you can't just pick up and leave and we understand that it takes steps. And we understand that sometimes healthcare doesn't cover things. And we understand that sometimes family is not supportive. Uh, I'll just say this. So, so if you are from a unaccepting family, just look at me as your new mom. I'll be your mom. That's what I tell all of my child's friends that have that issue. I'll be your new mom. You can talk to me. DMs are open. We can chat because I, I, I can't just sit back and watch people sit in silence and suffer. So I'm here. Um, let's move forward. I promised you guys at the beginning of the show, I was going to do uh, 10 things about me that you probably don't know. I'm not going to say that you don't know because Lord knows you might. Yes, I am moving. So, bringing it back, fix the house. We're good. We're good. All right. 
Alright guys, I promised you at the beginning of the show we were going to do 10 things that you probably don't know about me. I say probably because if you've been keeping up with me, it's very possible that you figured some of these things out or that you do know these things. I will give you a prize. I'll give you a clap. Okay? Yay! You know these things. Okay. So, let's see. I'm going to go over here and I actually had to write out a little list because I knew that I would forget all the things you don't know about me. This is actually really hard to come up with, guys, okay, because I am kind of an open book, so coming up with 10 things that you guys, that I thought you actually really might not know about me was kind of difficult. Um, I tried not to go with cheesy stuff like, you know, favorite color or whatever. It's green, by the way. Um, but here we go. Number one, I am not a Republican. I'm also not a Democrat. <sighs> deep breath. Okay, so I've been called a libertarian, but I like to say I'm a libertarian realist. Like, so I would love for all of the libertarian ways to take over, but I'm also conservative enough and have enough Republican views that I know that <sighs> some of those things just won't work. Like, they, they kind of do but on the backs of a lot of other people I have a best friend who's gonna kill me for this one because she's like definitely more leans to the left you know um, I lean to the right I think we talked about that in the test pod yeah we talked about that in the test podcast uh, if you actually heard the test podcast before I deleted it because when this airs that will have been deleted um, but yeah so uh, most people figure because I did guns that I am a Republican, but no, not really. There's a lot of things there that I think could use some more. There's a lot of things on the Democrat side that I think could use more too, though. Maybe I just don't like any of them. I don't know. All right, number two. Let's move on. Um, I have never shot a deer. Everybody thinks that I'm like some big time hunter chick because I did guns. Because I did machine guns. You don't go hunt Bambi with a freaking M60. Okay, well, I mean, I can't say it's never been done. But <laughs> it's, it's not smart to go hunting with a actual machine gun. Um, that would be, that would be silly. Uh, we did do AKs and all that kind of stuff too. You know, I get it. People think that I would be a hunter. Um, I'm not, I like to blow up things. I liked designing to tell you the truth. I thought the coolest part of doing guns was to do something that no one thought could be done or that they wouldn't take the time to do. Cause that was really what it came down to because it was niche market things that they didn't want to take the time to actually do. And then once we did it, it blew up and then they wanted to do it very interesting. I see you out there. Um, I actually don't like to shoot animals, period. I'm kind of an animal lover. So I was always the person who, when they took me out hunting, they said I was bad luck. And I always said that it was because the animals could hear my soul screaming at them to like, run away, run away. Uh, so nobody takes me hunting anymore. It's okay by me. Um, I will go hiking and I will take my camera and I will take plenty of pictures. Guys, I am not saying anything against going hunting. Go hunting. Have fun. Put that meat in your freezer. Feed your families. That is 
awesome. I fully understand how hunters are beneficial to the conservation of animals in the long run. All that kind of, I just personally don't like to do it. Okay. Nothing against you. No judgment whatsoever. I'm just not a hunter. All right. If you ever see me out in the woods with stuff like I, I'm, I'm shooting targets. I have fun with guns. That's not a problem. I will go pine cone hunting for days. Best thing ever. Oh my God. That was so much fun. Uh, and when I was younger, I would like actually go hunt because you were supposed to. But as I got older and realized, wait, I have a choice. I don't actually have to go kill that animal. I can go to the store and get some meat if I'm hungry. Like I, so please don't at me. Don't get mad. I just, that's number two. All right. <laughs> number three. Um, okay. So this one came up because I got to looking at Wikipedia and, uh, some other things. Astrid like Googled me to tell me what public perception was on a few things, I guess. Um, apparently Google says I have a net worth of some, like, I think it was like, in the hundreds of thousands or something right now. I'm not even sure how all of that works or whatever. Uh, I do remember back in the day it had us as like a net worth of some millions, whatever kind of thing. And I remember looking at that and going, hmm, wish I could cash in on that to pay the rent. <laughs> um, I'm not rich by any means. I know you guys have seen me in a beautiful foyer uh, with chandeliers and big staircases. That is my job, which I love. Um, I do communications and design for uh, a club here in Baton Rouge. Um, I am definitely not in the same type of job I was a little while back because of Corona. Uh, I did love my old job, but I definitely love my new job very well. So it actually turned out to be kind of a blessing in disguise. Um, but just to just kind of sum that up, I'm not rich. I, I don't have tons of money or anything. Please, by all means, understand that if I can do it, you can do it too. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, and by the way, guys, if I was loaded, like, rich like that... I would be doing so much more for people. <laughs> like, I have so many dreams of things that I would love to do for my community and for people in general. And just like, I would probably give away more money than I spent. I think I really probably would. That would be amazing. Oh my God, that'd be so awesome. Okay. Um, number four. Is it number four? Yeah, number four. Uh, I have lots of issues with food. So... <sighs> I, I really love eating and I love cooking. Okay. Uh, you'll see it on, on my pages, things like that, that I, uh, am constantly posting like pretty foods and things like that. Uh, nice Southern dishes, Cajun cooking, whatever. Um, my family eats all of that with no issue. Yeah. I get really bad stomach cramps on a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, I have, well, let's get to the truth of it, because this is the unbroken truth. Um, I battled eating disorders for a long time when I was a teenager, um, and 
I really believe that that's probably why I have so many issues with food now. Um, it, it literally makes me sick to eat certain things. Um, I'm also lactose intolerant, so I'm not supposed to have dairy and all this other kind of stuff, whatever. Um, but I'm totally a foodie. I will try just about any different kind of food. People think I'm crazy because they're just like, you're going to eat that? And I'm like, yeah, totally going to eat that. I am going to try it. Why not? You only live once, right? Um, so no fast food for me. Um, I also can't drink alcohol anymore. No idea what happened. I used to be able to drink grown men under the table. Like, no problem. But I cannot drink anymore. Uh, it's, it's very disappointing. <laughs> uh, I actually, I don't hate it. Um, I actually probably hate the food allergies that I have more than I hate the alcohol allergy that I have. Because I would love to be able to just chow down on some, like, greasy cheeseburgers with, like, extra bacon. Oh, I'm making you hungry right now, aren't I? All right, we'll move on. Um, oh, number five is a fun one. So my two favorite places to travel in the U.S. so far. Uh, this actually came really from questions that I've asked you guys. I did try to pull a few of those things in here. That's kind of where I got a lot of this stuff. Um, so... If you've been watching for a little while, you do know that I love to travel, um, but my favorite places have got to be Sedona and St. Petersburg, Florida. Um, not only for the, I mean, these places are gorgeous. They're absolutely stunning. If you've never been there, go. There are incredible things to experience there. And I think that that's probably what it really was. It's those experiences, you know, um, I got to do things in those places that made me feel like I was in another world. Um, when you get into certain caverns and caves and cliffs and, and rock formations, or you get down there into the water and you know, you're scuba diving and you're in the ocean life and it's all super crystal clear and everything. And, um, not to mention the, uh, the hotel that I stayed in down there, it made me feel like I was in some sort of like... Aladdin fairy tale? I don't know. It was weird. The, the architecture of it and everything was just like, I don't know if Aladdin's the right thing, but it was definitely, it was definitely impressive. Um, so those have, those have got to be my favorite places to travel to. Um, I will, I will probably get screamed at by my family and friends if I do not mention, um, Colorado. I've always said that if I was going to run away, I'm just running away to Colorado. Um, Lately, I don't know that that's quite the same. I've heard that Colorado's kind of been changed. So, um, I don't know. I'll have to see. I'll definitely be visiting soon because I can't stay away from the Rockies. Let's see. Um, oh, you know what? I did make a note. I have to add New York City. And I am going to be talking about New York on my next show, actually, um, because... Talking about that place literally can't be done in a few minutes and needs its whole own show because the experience that I had there was extraordinary. And that's kind of what we're going to be talking about next time. So I'm going to leave that one there. Let's see this one. Number six, if you were to pick up my phone and open my music, the top three stations on my Pandora would be, um, Lindsay Sterling, Halsey, and 
Disney Channel? I'm so not kidding, guys. I I can't lie. Especially if I'm like fighting depression or just in one of those like kind of I don't like the world today kind of moods. Uh I will turn on Disney Channel music through the Pandora and it it will totally change your mood. I don't know, maybe it's just me. I mean, I do collect like Disney characters and stuff like that so maybe it's just me but that that is the top three uh stations that you would see on my pandora and i feel kind of like a dork saying it but hey whatever uh let's see number seven <laughs> while filming on sons of guns my best friend and i took a count of how many shoes that i owned i'm gonna give you a second just to let you kind of guess how many shoes i owned at the time 237. 237 pairs of shoes. I think it's safe to say that I had a little bit of an obsession. Nobody needs that many shoes. I think now I have maybe, maybe three pairs of shoes that I actually, no, four. Gotta include the two shoes. I've got like four pairs of shoes that I actually wear. Every single pair of them are straight black. They're just different cuts. That's a bit of a change, right? All right. Um, hey, I actually just mentioned this one. Um, collections. So I collect rocks for one, like stones, rocks, whatever. Um, if they're pretty and they talk to me, I pick them up. Uh, but I also collect miniature toys from like cartoons. I know that that's weird and my kids call me a weeb. I don't even know what that means, but okay. Um, so I like to do cosplay and dress up and things like that and do some of those like traditionally teenager kid type things. But, um, you know what? Jim Carrey's been making a hell of a living doing that. And he's like, how old now? I don't want to hear it. Like, can we quit putting an age limit on fun? I'm done with that. I am going to have fun however I feel like it. If you go over to TikTok, you will see a nice little one that me and Miss Astra did. Um, I mean, if you're not living your best life, you really need to get on your game. That's the whole point of this thing, right? So, um, <laughs> all right. Let's see. Oh, number six. Number six moved us into something a little bit more serious, um, which, hey, you know, that, that's important. We have to we have to keep those those serious uh, topics going as well. Um, this one came from an article that I saw online, and it was really from a comment that was made. Um, and you know, when the comment was first made, I wanted to be really angry and just say, you know, oh, these people don't know me, da da da, da all this kind of stuff. Um, but I had someone mentioned that at one point in my life that I looked sick. Um, I was, but not in the, the regular sick, like, you know, my stuff kind of way. I was, I was kind of a victim of the opioid crisis. And that is something very hard to talk about. Um, at the time I was just looking for answers. I was hurting so bad. And I mean, now I know that I have fibro, but before I had no idea what was going on and I was doing the show and everything. And the doctor that I had just, 
you know, he, I don't even really want to like bash on him or anything or make him sound bad because I think he really was just trying to help. And Fibro so new, like this was a much older doctor. I don't think he really knew how to help other than just to prescribe me pain medication. I got really addicted to them. Um, and once I kind of had that awakening and realized that I was just masking my pain and that I wasn't solving any of the issues, um, I, I found just strength through family and friends and I spent about six months getting completely off of them. Um, and I did it the hard way. Like I just kind of stopped and that was really, really difficult. Uh, but I did start seeing other doctors. They were able to, well, they were able to put me through a couple years worth of testing, but once everything was done, they found what the real issues were. Um, they are linking fibromyalgia to PTSD as well. Um, so I find all of that very fascinating and, um, that is something I will definitely be diving more into, at least personally. And if I find anything out that's really cool, I will share it with you guys. Um, but yeah, so I was really mad um, at them for pointing out something that was absolutely true. And I think that that happens to a lot of people when they're in it and someone points it out to them. So I do want to talk about ways in the future. We're going to talk about ways that we can approach these things um, and not make the you know, I know my situation was different. It's all online stuff and it's people that I'm talking to that don't know me. But my fear is that people will respond those same ways to people that they do know and that they do love. And I think we can give them a little better direction on ways to do that so that they're actually being heard by people who really need to hear that. Um... Man, number 10. I think I was reaching by number 10. I think I was really kind of like getting out there. I was like asking friends like, um, so my most embarrassing public moment <sighs> involved a boy, of course, actually at that point he was a, he was a man. He was full grown adult. Um, I was not, I was in high school and he was a construction worker at my school. We're not going to get into all the little details of all of that. Um, but I was walking, <laughs> I'm walking through the, the outdoor hall of our school and they've got these like posts, right? Um, I can't believe I'm telling this story. So I totally pulled a like straight up cartoon type smack dab into the pole trying to check this guy out in front of everyone. All, all just like, I mean, like, not just kind of like bumped it to the side, kind of like, oh, ran into, no, I smacked my face <laughs> into this pole and like completely stood there in shock for just a few minutes and was like, I, I can't believe I just did that. All right, guys, that was the end of my top 10 things you probably don't know about me. Uh, this has been so much fun. I 
I'm looking at my clock and I'm like, man, I've been talking for an hour. I'm going to have to cut some of this down. This is so crazy. I didn't think I would have even 30 minutes worth to talk about with this, to be honest. So this gives me hope for the future that, that we'll, we'll be doing good here. Um, I hope for everybody that tuned in to the YouTube channel that you didn't mind that things are a little bit, uh, not as polished and professional, but coming in the future, we do have a nice pretty studio that I will be filming in and all that. So if you need all the glitz and glamour, you'll be getting it. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining in with me today, The Unbroken Truth. And I cannot wait until next week when we get to talk again. Thanks for listening to The Unbroken Truth with your host, Stephanie Marie. For updates, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Walk Unbroken. And if you'd like to help support the show as well as the people that we work with, visit walkunbroken.org and visit our gear store. There's also resources there for anyone who may be suffering from domestic abuse. There's no need to suffer in silence. We'll catch you next week right back here on The Unbroken Truth. Bye-bye.